Welcome into the Housing Hour with Kevin Ray, a locally produced program devoted to bringing you a fresh perspective on housing, diving into the issues that matter most. The Housing Hour with Kevin Ray is presented by Mortgage Investors Group. And now, Kevin Ray. Welcome into the Housing Hour. This is Kevin Ray. I am your host. Thankful to be here with my executive producer and co-host, Mark Griffith. We want to thank you guys for giving us the opportunity to stop in today. Hopefully, we can add some value to your weekend. Um, And before we get started with our guest and our show, I'd like to tell you how to plug in with um, the Housing Hour. Um, You can go to thehousinghour.com. That is the treasure trove, mothership of all of our information. Share past shows. Listen to current shows. We'd love for you to interact with us there. Also, on on the social media, we're on Facebook. So it's facebook.com slash thehousinghour on Twitter at the housing hour. And of course you can find us on Pinterest through Mark Griffith's account. And an expert expert on Pinterest. We really do need to create that for you. I'd like to learn. Absolutely. It's actually a great, and I I promise you our next guest uses Pinterest. All uses all promise you that. So today we have another segment of leave it to Kleber. We're so thankful for the opportunity to have Steve with us today. Welcome in, sir. How are you today? Thank you. Great to be with you, Kevin and Mark. Absolutely. And we're going to have, for everybody who's listening, maybe you hadn't heard Steve since we have made our our transition back over to News Talk 98.7 here, but we're going to have his bio and his link to his website. And we have the series all collected right there in the treasure trove. So you'll be able to access that. Uh, How many shows have we done with Steve? Four or five. At least. And so... Why don't you, so for the new listeners that might not have all the information, Steve, why don't you give us a little 30,000-foot view of just exactly what you do before we get started? Sure. Uh, This is Steve Kleber. I'm president of Kleber & Associates. We're a marketing communications firm that has been building better brands that build a better home since 1987. I'm the president of the National Remodeling Foundation and the immediate past president of the Center for Kitchen and Bath Education and Research. Have you thought about getting involved with any associations? <laughs> I'm just kidding. <laughs> I'm, I'm actually on the Home Projects Council, too, but that's for another show. Absolutely. Well, I, I remember very clearly when you, Mark, and myself had the conversation before the election, and I really we had a lot of fun with that. And I actually went back and listened to that show a couple of times mm-hmm. um, because I really learned a lot about what each candidate might um, provide going forward in housing. Um, and it was very, very interesting. And you have today, uh, we're going to talk a little bit about some things that your association and your team have been up to. Um, talk to me about what happened in January, because you guys, I guess, were able to get a real insider's look at some things that are happening in the home building um, arena. That's right. Every January is the International Home Builders Show. And so just like the Grammys that's on TV and the Academy Awards, this is our big time. Mm -hmm. And all of the new products come out and all of the home builders are looking at the issues and the opportunities. And since uh, my passion is building products and construction techniques, it was a treasure trove of opportunity for us to see what the trends were. Hey, you just stole our word. <laughs> two, two words. Um, well, that's great. So, which I'm just curious of what convention center did you guys use for that? I mean, I'm sure it's a huge deal. 
It was in Orlando. There's actually only three convention centers in the country that can house it, and that's wow. uh, Las Vegas and McCormick in Chicago and Orlando. Any other city um, it won't won't fill. Well, there's. Uh, I think I read that there was eighty thousand attendees or something in that range. That's right, and, and it's co-located with the kitchen and bath industry show. If you can believe that um, there are shows so narrowly focused. Mm-hmm. And during the same time in Vegas was the Surfaces show. So wow. Surfaces, the Kitchen and Bath Industry show, and the International Builders show all happened during what we call Design and Construction Week. Hmm. Next year, I am booking Mark and I tickets, and we're going to do a live show. From It'll probably down be there. in Vegas. We're going to bring Adam with us as well. <laughs> um, that sounds great. Well, so do they? Do they switch sites? Do they? Do they do the separate cities, or does it stay in Orlando? No, it's every three years it moves. So it was okay. in Vegas for three years. Now it's going to be in Orlando for three years. Okay, so next year it'll be January 9th through the 11th in 2018. Um, so that's something for people who might be podcasting us from all around this great country that we have, um, and you're in the Orlando area. Um, can somebody just come off the street that might be interested in building? Can they walk in and buy a ticket and go um, look at the displays? It would be hard. It is designed okay. for the trade, but I'm That's sure incredible. with a little bit of creative positioning, um, <laughs> home builders uh, often bring their customers with them, sure. as well as architects and interior designers. You know, before we get into the nuts and bolts of our conversation, that really tells you something right there. 80,000, mm. those are those are people that are in the industry. We're not talking about 80,000, you know, Floridians that are going down there just to learn what is new out there on the market uh, that really speaks volume steve for where we are and where this industry is headed i think the home building industry is one of the most important now obviously i am biased but you look at the economy and the first part of the cycle to increase and that's construction people mm-hmm. need jobs people need homes and similarly when the economy goes into a decline which we hope we won't see for Sometime it is also the first industry that is a leading indicator. I'm curious, Steve, are you a participant as a just a consumer, or do you have a booth down there? Um, we represent several brands that are on the show floor, and we're often providing the same type of thought leadership that you have offered me today. Mm. So we don't have a booth ourselves, but we are representing um, a half a dozen key influencers at the show that's awesome so you guys were down there and um one of the things i can only imagine 50, i can't remember how many square feet five hundred sixty-nine thousand or something ridiculous like that so you're you're walking around you're you're looking at the new products you're probably you know making notes mental notes because i know you have a photographic memory <laughs> and you know what 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 was going on what was the big new sort of line of thinking Well, there were several trends that we saw, and uh, one of the most important events every year are the homes of the future, Mm. where there are think tanks associated with what's coming tomorrow. And a lot of these come out of uh, institutions like uh, universities that are helping us design living spaces for the future. Mm. There was one home, and it reminded me of... uh, what we may have seen on the Jetsons several years ago that came from the Virginia Tech Center for Design Research. And they had a closet in this home 
where RFID tags, you know, the type of barcoding that you sometimes mm-hmm. see in the grocery store, um, you could actually go into the closet and pick your clothes based on an RFID tag, and it would magically appear in a mirror and show you the type of shirt or pants or suit that you might wear that day before you actually accessed that garment so kevin mark, you don't you don't have to use grammables anymore <laughs> mark you need this you need this because when your wife lays out yes. your clothes for the day right you could have her just do it on the mirror she it always forgets save, one item though, it so. would save so much time for you i'll tell you what that well actually that's amazing now for me i kind of have my go-to's but i mean somebody who has an enormous amount of collection of clothes or they might want to you know save some time this would be an important thing and this isn't for the folks maybe this is know, for the, trump this is well yeah maybe this is this is maybe for the higher income brackets maybe at its initial outset because things usually always cost more at, at first i would imagine correct or no absolutely it's like we talked about several uh, weeks ago when we were talking about smart home technology and how it's uh, more expensive when it first comes out, and then when it becomes universally adapted, the price comes down. So this is a think tank mm. into products for the future that um, initially will be expensive, but ultimately may be accessible for everyone. So we only have two minutes left in this segment, so I wanted to get your insight. What other universities? Is Virginia Tech, I mean, you think of them as an engineering school. That's sort of what they are known for. You know, is is Vanderbilt, is Georgia Tech, are some of these other well-known schools, are they also participating in these type of art, you know, research and so forth? Almost every high-tech university is interested in the home. Mm. Um, construction management as well as products, virtual reality, all of the things that you hear about in the tech world are going to manifest themselves in your home and your surroundings. We we had, and you may have listened to the show, or Mark may have clued you in, or maybe we've talked about it, but we had Dr. Roderick Jackson in from ORNL, who is a, uh, an amazing um, individual, and he created a... 3D, 3D printed. printed home that was a small home, so it kind of combined what you talked about in a ser- in, your, in the series in the in the past. Um, but it was a 3D printed home, 3D printed car, mm-hmm. and 3D printed wife. Which Mark, you like that well. as well, right? <laughs> I'm just kidding. But that th- would that be something? Have you ever heard of that, Steve? Not the wife part, 3D pr- but the- 3D printing is taking over all kinds of manufacturing. Um, yeah. And and the the ability to customize that printing on the job site. Yeah. Oh, absolutely. I remember reading in China they created like a high rise or at least a, a, a pretty big building with 3D technology. Well, we're going to continue this conversation with Steve Kleber on this next series that we have with him. We're excited about it. Come back right after these messages. The Housing Hour with Kevin Ray continues, helping you understand what's really going on out there and what to do about it. Again, Kevin Ray. And welcome back into the Housing Hour. This is Kevin Ray. I'm your host. This show is brought to you by Mortgage Investors Group. Uh, We want to tell you that we can help you from Memphis to the Tri-Cities and everywhere in between. Uh, We have an incredible network of loan officers, processors, closers, post-closers, underwriters, 
appraisers. We have it all, and we can help take care of your needs. We're definitely um, a place that you need to consider. If you're looking to maybe build a home, we can help you facilitate that process. We can definitely do the permanent loan for you. We can help you with anything as it relates to home purchasing, because guess what? That's all we do. So you can reach us at 1-800-489-8910. would love to partner with you. But today we're talking with Steve Kleber in our Leave It to Kleber series. We're talking about his um, trip that he had to Orlando to the International Home Builder Show um, that had over 88,000 participants, I believe. It is a huge event, and it's a place where people go to find new technology, but I'm sure there's much more than that. It's not for folks who are looking to build. It's actually people who are in the industry, which is amazing to me. I was talking in the first segment about how um, much that shows that business is booming and the industry is just really taking off. Over 80,000 attendees were at this event, over 569,000 net square feet with 1,500 manufacturers and suppliers, some really amazing stuff. And um, I wish I maybe could have went on that day and then maybe went to Disney World the next day. But, um, Steve, uh, you were down there, and, and you mentioned in the first segment about that and technology that uh, Virginia Tech had created. Was there anything else that was within that, within that um, display that you could share with us? Well, one of the other trends that I, I saw is a little bit of uh, counterintuitive because you think about home building as installed, um, whether you're talking about starting with the two-by-fours or the floors or the windows. And one of the trends that I saw was freestanding furniture, but this was designed for the kitchen. So typically you think of kitchens as uh, wood cabinetry that are screwed to the wall and a countertop is laid on top of it and a sink and a, a range top is put in. Now, other rooms, you're very familiar with freestanding furniture, your, your couch and coffee table in the, in the living room, and even a potential vanity that is freestanding in the bathroom. But you don't think of freestanding furniture in the kitchen. Mm. Hmm. No, you really don't. Like a butcher, uh, like a butcher block? Yeah, some well, people... that's the definition of what we used to call an island. Mm-hmm. This is actually a piece of furniture. And I saw manufacturers both on the inside and out. Outdoor living and outdoor kitchens are one of the hottest things. Now, obviously, in an outdoor kitchen, you wouldn't be using wood cabinetry because Mother Nature would wreak havoc on the ability to rot. So Mm -hmm. in an outdoor freestanding kitchen, it's obviously made of materials like stainless steel. You know, most people today want what they want when they want it. And it's sort of an instant gratification society. And the millennials that we have that are um, beginning to seep more and more into the ecosystem that we call home ownership have developed in their minds, I think, a way of doing things and the way of consuming the products that we sell. And so people have adapted and tried to create new ways of sort of communicating with this younger generation. Is this one of those that maybe could be put in that um, category? It, it would, but it is not the most uh, cost-effective <laughs> solution. So, so it won't I, be for I them. should not equate um, economy <laughs> with yeah. age, yeah. but typically millennials and first-time home buyers are, are um, just getting started in the job market. The furniture that I saw, uh, is particularly for the outdoor living room, 
was a, a stainless steel, um, gorgeous piece of furniture that was a collaboration between Brown Jordan Outdoor Kitchen, Cosentino that made the top, and a designer named Daniel Giramani. And mm. it was called the Asa D2. And there may be a slight Star Wars um, echo from that name. I'll have that posted up there uh, on our site because it is a very cool-looking piece. But I have a question, Steve, going back indoors to the kitchen with this gallery freestanding piece that you're describing. Is this – are they eliminating counter space, and then you would put this in next to the fridge for your counter? It could be either or. It could be a uh, freestanding, what used to be called an island, now has expanded into uh, a uh, piece of furniture that has sinks and faucets built in, refrigeration and ice makers um, into the base cabinet area, or it could be um, in combination with a larger space that has the countertops and other cabinets against the wall. Well, and I was looking up that a uh, let's see the Asa D two, and yeah. wow, you are right. It is that cool. thing is incredible. That that is something that is very very unique, and um and the way that it's built, just kind of looking over the bullet points, is that it's built so that it can withstand any conditions. Um, it's freestanding, of course. It has the materials to withstand the exposures, of course, the outside elements that you'll that you'll see. But it also, um, which I think is important, with especially when you're when you're doing something outside, and at this specific one that I'm looking at was outside. You want to be able to have the ability to use it 360 degrees. You know, it's no longer people are standing on one side of it. You're serving them. You know, you want to be able to have more ability to move around. And so this one is very robust. I, mm-hmm. I mean, I, I just wonder what the cost of something like this is. I, I'm sure it's not cheap. Well, it's one of those, if you have to ask, you probably can't afford it, but it's in the $30,000 range. Yeah. Well, and, and you know, well, you think about the type of technology that was created, this stuff, and we, you know, look at the brand names that are out there. Certainly you can reimagine this into something maybe less expensive, but I bet you this right here is going to last you for a long time. But really, it will. Even the top has UV inhibitors in it so that it's not going to be affected by even sunlight. Wow. The stainless steel is powder-coated with this unique uh, verde finish. And um, it it is a conversation piece, and it allows that outdoor room to be used and enjoyed as many seasons as possible. But, Steve, uh, it looks to me like in the past this would all be brick, and, you know, you'd have your stonework and everything and the uh, grill placed in that. This looks portable, so when you you move, you could take this with you. That's exactly the way that the Europeans think. Mm-hmm. If you go to a kitchen in Europe, many countries, the cabinets are hung on the wall in a cleat system, and it is very common that when you sell the wow. house, you take the cabinets with you. <laughs> now, that is not the way that we work here in the United States, but we are learning from our friends across the pond, and well, of course they, they had, are learning from us as well. They had uh, universal health care. We're trying to get that. <laughs> so I think, you know, we're in that, going in that direction. Um, I'm kidding. But um, I was also flipping through the pictures, and I hate to get stuck on this particular product, but I love it. I love it. There, there's so many, when you flip through, If you all you have to do is just 
you know, Google it or we'll have it on our site. Yeah. Um, and you can flip through and it has the different looks, the different textures. And I mean, I'm sure the sky is the limit. And it, so, excuse me for um, maybe not hearing this, but is this, a, I guess, a gas powered stove that they would have here? It's actually a barbecue grill. Oh, it's a, bar- it's a barbecue so it's grill. A, it's a grill made by Caliber. Again, we're outdoors. Mm-hmm. And uh, so, yes, uh, it, it's even got a space for the propane tank, or mm-hmm. it can be hard-wired, um, uh, I guess is the term, for the plumbing to have the gas actually run. In that case, it has a little less flexibility when you have to run the gas line to it. Now, so this was a home builder's um, show international and so are home builders actually implementing these into their designs um because being that it's removable but are they coming out and saying you know on these higher end homes we're going to offer some things like this which would differentiate their their sales from other people right and it's also attracting architects and designers Mm -hmm. who are looking for statement pieces and for their customers to really have something to talk about and to differentiate themselves from their neighbors. And so um, does this same company, or I'm sure others, and, and again, you may have said this, but I was, I was too enthralled with this particular piece. Are, does this same company also make the, the, the islands, quote, uh, modular pieces as well that are inside of the home? The, the company that makes the stainless steel only makes stainless steel cabinetry. So they have both the modular ones for outdoors where you can put together L shapes or um, uh, linear. But this new uh, item, the the ASA D2, mm-hmm. was a uh, really the star of the show. It was one of the most interesting products there. And like I said, it was counterintuitive because mm. most of the show was involved with how is this installed? Right. How, how is this nailed yeah. or screwed or glued? Right um, in into the construction site. Well, I and could never put that together. What I wanted to share with with your listeners uh, was something that was a little bit different, which is freestanding furniture in applications when you typically are not expecting those. I love it. I love it. Well, we're here with Steve Kleber with the Leave It to Kleber series. We're excited to have him. We're going to continue this conversation with him right after these messages. Hour with Kevin Ray continues, helping you understand what's really going on out there and what to do about it. Again, Kevin Ray. And welcome back into the Housing Hour. Again, Kevin Ray with Mark Griffith, our executive producer and co-host. Don't forget to stop by MIGonline.com. You can find us there. The worry-free home loan for the last 27 years. Would love to have the opportunity to speak with you and help you get pre-qualified. And um, if you if you can't maybe get out there and get pre-qualified. Maybe we can get you pre-qualified for one of these barbecue pits. Um, (laughs) (laughs) That would take a second mortgage for sure. Yeah. But we have Steve Kleber in studio, actually not in studio. He's calling in um, and we're talking about 
uh, this home show, uh, home builder show that was in Orlando last month. And I must have missed my invitation, Steve, and I apologize. I, did, I didn't get my, I'm just kidding. Um, but th- so just before we get back into the meat of this, um, is this a time that, that you go and are able to enjoy yourself or is it, is it all work? Well, uh, it might be a surprise, but I actually do enjoy this. So it yeah. doesn't feel like work to me. Yeah, I mean, and I feel the same way. I, uh, you know, in my industry that I'm in, you know, there's conferences and so forth. And yes, it's work, but it's be, it's work, but it's what I do, and it's what I love, it's what I'm passionate about. And so I, I see that in you as well. Even though, yes, you're making notes, you're creating blogs, you're creating articles, you're you know helping your brands to you know be that uh, be that brand that speaks volumes and speaks out, but. At the end of the day, it's an enjoyable process. So we talked a little bit about, and I think that people should go to thehousinghour.com for sure, take a look at some of these products, really amazing stuff. But then there's other technologies that are out there. You know, the digital home, before we get into any other realm, let's kind of put a bow on the on this new sort of um, way that people are building homes. And we talked about this on one of our shows in the past. You know, no longer do people want you know, maybe a 5,000 square foot McMark mansion, maybe they want something a little smaller. Did you have anything at this show that catered to that small home mentality? We did. There's a, a declining footprint because land is so valuable these days and construction costs are such that um, the smaller footprint is important. And we want to be able to get the most amount of impact as we can in, in the space. The biggest problem that's affecting home builders, you may be surprised to know, is the availability of skilled labor. So when we look at Mm. all of these digital and newfangled technologies, it can't be such that the average craftsperson can't install it. So there is a limit to what Mm. home builders can afford to work on based on the training of the workforce. Interesting. I can't, I mean, to me, that seems so difficult to swallow and I know it's true, but there's so many people looking for work and, um, what is the gap there? What do you think some of the the gap could be? Well, it's like I said, it's training. Mm. There is low cost labor that is usually involved in home building. And that's what we enjoy. We enjoy being able to what we call stick built. That's the two by fours that are that are nailed onto yeah. the job site. And it's relatively inexperienced labor that can put up a house that we can afford. Mm-hmm. And and as home buyers and, and your listeners seeking mortgages, we want to make sure that while it is um, uh, nifty cool to be able to have newfangled technology, we have to be able to afford to be able to install it. And the number one issue affecting home builders is the availability and cost of labor. If that was not an issue, then, of course, we could afford to buy any priced house. But your listeners, like um, my family, wants to be uh, affordable on Mm. the type of house. And so a lot of the products that I saw were involved with ease to install and low cost Mm. in order to be able to make that house more affordable. So do you think that home builders are having to, or architects, let me put it that that way, in order for them to be able to sell their designs, are having to, for the lack of a better word or phrase, dumb it down somewhat? 
No, manufacturers are actually increasing their smarts mm. with these products. They're making them such that less experienced labor can install it. So they are engineering in the intelligence, and it's actually not dumbed down, mm-hmm. um, but it's sensitive to the issues facing the real world. So, for example, one product that I was very impressed with was called Sharkbite. Mm-hmm. Um, and it's an interesting name of a plumbing system. It's mm-hmm. actually originated out of Australia, so you know what the word shark bite may mean from there. But it is a push-to-connect plumbing system. The typical plumbing system that we're all familiar with is involved with popper, copper pipes and a blowtorch that has to be what we call sweated, and it's a relatively skilled labor that a plumber's daddy did it and his daddy did it and that's the way they always did it well enter shark bite and they have a series of fittings and pex tubing pex is a, a plastic tubing and you press the fitting into the tubing you get a seat with a green indicator and it's done that's incredible that is incredible i mean that would obviously save time and money, you know, and, and even even though you have a plumber, it almost sounds like in certain situations, someone who may not have that designation could do some of this stuff or no. They do. We, we certainly have the majority of plumbers being interested in this system because it saves them time on the job site. And time mm-hmm. is money, as you've heard a million times. So if they can push to connect and move on to the next room and move on to the next job site, then not only have they saved time, but they've actually made money. But they still build you for what it would have cost. (laughs) They may be able to do that. But of course, when you're, when you're talking about home builders and to the trade, they're often talking about building entire neighborhoods and not just one home. Yeah, that's a good point. A a shark bite system would be great for an appliance repair person or a, even a a home uh, owner who had a leak, mm-hmm. they can, again, push to connect. But this system, it was called the Evopex. It was designed for new home construction, being able to plumb an entire house by this PEX and fitting system called push to connect and it is revolutionizing the way water is brought into the home. So, Steve, when you mentioned the skilled labor deficiency, is that an exe- example of deficiency in it, or is this easy to learn from existing plumbers, or is there Both. something else? Okay. Both. So you, you can learn your trade that much quicker, and you can expand your uh, skill set if you are another type of craftsperson. So now somebody who partic- potentially is, a, is an electrician or an HVAC uh, can now get into plumbing. And so it expands oh, wow. the workforce at a time when that workforce is limited and, and hard to find. And I wonder, too, if you think about um, when pipes freeze, as an example. I mean, obviously, you've got a copper. What's so funny? <laughs> You're going back to your frozen pipe No, situation. well, I mean, that did cost me some money, and I was not happy about <laughs> it. But and, I, and, and here's the thing. You have a pipe leak. You know where it is. You get the water turned off. You see where the sheetrock has water pouring into the into the garage. Well, that's great. I mean, I'm not going to push to fix anything, but, but 
the plumber, let's say they take this technology and they say, sure, I've got a solution for that. You know, normally it would have cost me maybe $350 to have the guy come out and or whatever. And, and maybe this would be also for future, future state inside of the industry. Maybe this would be a cost savings because to your point, Steve, they're able to get in and get out. And so they don't need to charge you the maybe what you feel is too much because they're able to execute the the repair and get on about their business and go to the next repair job and they'll be able to put more time. So it's a workflow savings in addition to hopefully a cost savings for the end user. Right. And you described repair, replace, remodel, Mm -hmm. and then there's new home construction. And whereas the general consumer thinks of them similarly, the truth of the matter is each craftsperson approaches them differently. A repair person wants to come in, wants to make a quick fix mm-hmm. and, and uh, be done and, and bring your house back to normal, mm-hmm. typically while people are living in there. New home construction is coming from the ground up, mm-hmm. and this Evopex is designed to get that system put in with uh, relatively uh, ease of installation, job site performance, saving time, making money, and getting that house built that much quicker. Absolutely. And you know you know what's and just old style, and I think that new technology should come, is drywall mm. and how to put it. The mud and tape seems so barbaric to me. Well, and I've got a mess. story about was- that. Steve, ha- Steve has some push technology, I bet, for, for that. But I'm sure he'll have something to share with us in, in our last segment, maybe about sheetrock, because I, I tend to agree with you there. And Steve also, um, and we're coming up at the end of this segment, but uh, the remodel that you spoke of, you know, we've had a couple of projects that were repairs that we've now sort of turned into remodel because we're thinking, well, if we're going to pay this much, then why don't we do this and this, which is something that we've been thinking about doing anyway and wrapping it all into one. People are doing that all the time, I bet. Music to my ears. That's right, as well as mine, which means that we're coming to the end of this segment. And, guys, we're so appreciative for you stopping into the Housing Hour. Don't forget to go to thehousinghour.com, and we'll be right back after these messages. Housing Hour with Kevin Ray continues, helping you understand what's really going on out there and what to do about it. Again, Kevin Ray. And welcome back into the Housing Hour. It's Kevin Ray here, and we want to thank you for stopping in. I'm with Mark Griffith, our executive producer and co-host. Thank you so much. And uh, we have the opportunity today to speak with Steve Kleber. Kleber and Associates, all of this contact information is going to be on our website, thehousinghour.com, the Leave It to Kleber series. Um, We love what he offers. He's a great, innovative uh, mind, and I I love his ability to describe to us in terms that we can understand uh, some of the things that we are interested in. And housing is obviously the name of our show. It's one of the centerpieces of what we talk about. So having someone of his caliber to come in and share insight, it means the world to us. And we are so grateful, Steve, for all the time that you've spent with us and helping us understand the the industry. It's my pleasure to be with you and to be surrounded by people like you who are so passionate about the home building industry. Absolutely. Um, let's talk about in, in the remaining moments that we have, uh, I like the idea of, and we can talk about whatever you want, by the way, but I like the idea of, of innovation 
and making things less expensive, less complicated, the skilled force piece, that's huge. And I'm, I'm very intrigued that that was a topic of discussion in some of your all's breakout sessions or however that came to be. Um, but is there products that are out there and processes, the, the nuts and bolts, the making of the sausage, the, the, the sheetrock, the two by fours, is there anything, I mean, well, you, you just served us up a perfect example of that with the plumbing. Is there any other type of technology that would be in that same category that you, sure. that you, you, know? you brought up in the last segment, the concept of, of wallboard, uh, and, uh, you were interested in, in taping and, and installation. But there was a really interesting brand there by Georgia Pacific uh, put out under the name uh, FireGuard 45. And this is a wallboard that is designed to give you additional time based on fire rating when you have that unfortunate occurrence. So it's about adding value to what was once considered a commodity. Hmm. Almost any uh, drywall is considered the same. And now manufacturers like Georgia Pacific are adding value to that commodity. And one of the things that they found when they did research is health and safety is the very most important issue for a home buyer. So it's called the dry core technology, I think is what So I'm it reading. has a fire rating, Steve? It does. It gives you uh, 45 minutes of rating. So if uh, the unfortunate occurred, that's it's um, giving you more time to be able to save your loved ones. So what, again, was once considered a commodity of uh, drywall uh, without much value added to it now is giving you things like peace of mind. Wow, that's incredible. Where where might one find something like that to purchase? Your, your home building um, uh, supply centers uh, okay. everywhere. I mean, home this Depot is a, maybe um, as well? Mass-produced. Uh, product, uh, but you you mentioned about installation and drywall and tape and mud mm-hmm. and and all of those things, and it uh, reminded me about how important and things that we take for granted um, really can give you peace of mind when when you're a homeowner. Yeah, because we had a situation where we had a little tiny leak inside of our wall, and it was from the hot water heater area. And the leak came, it, of course, you know, put a small little hole puncture in our bathroom, um, you know, wall. And I tell you what, you would have thought that, you know, that movie E.T. when they had to put the the tape or the the big um, tent over the house and all that, you know, for this one little area, it it wasn't that extreme. But, you know, it is a process to get those type of repairs completed. You know, there's mudding, then they have to let it dry, and then they come back and they do all that. You know, it, it would just think that we put a man on the moon you would think there would be some other process, but you have to make the surface smooth again in order to paint it. Is there any other technologies or other type of products that um, you found interesting while there? I'm sure you saw a lot. Oh, there, there were so many, but like I said, the most important is the ease of installation and job site performance, like the, uh, the shark bite push to connect um, the, the drywall that we talked about for uh, protection of fire the freestanding mm-hmm. furniture where it gives you some flexibility or the ability to take those products with you when you move. Mm. And um, if, if, if only we could continue to recruit um, craftspeople to join the industry in greater numbers and understand how important it is 
to bring the cost of our housing down and the availability up. Rents these days are so expensive. Mm-hmm. We need to get the uh, first-time home buyer and the millennials into into buying homes. Um, we need to create jobs. All of the things that we talked about in our last segment, um, the economy has certainly heated up, and the interest rates are still at historical low levels. So um, we're in a very, very attractive place in the economy for the home building industry. And we, we have a little more time here, and, and Mark is, is wanting to ask a question. Yeah, because with the skilled uh, labor fund, um, it, I noticed on yours, so there actually there's money set aside to help skill or, and train these laborers? Absolutely. There's uh, scholarship money from the National Remodeling Foundation um, that helps people go to uh, vocational schools and to be able to apply for scholarships. Uh, Mike Rowe, who um, you probably remember yes. on Dirty Jobs on TV, he's involved in uh, helping people get involved in um, labor. Uh, it, is, it is a groundswell of opportunity these days for anyone who wants to get into the home building industry or to improve their skill set. Um, and um, I'm just thrilled that there is so much attention to our economy from the government on down to this important issue. You know, there's always, there's always new technology that's coming out. And I mean, unless you have the skilled labor force to actually install it or to even understand it, it's just going to be impossible to integrate. So the fact that that was a, a key issue, I think says also volumes about where the industry is going in the future, because there's 80,000 people there and it's from a variety of walks of life. And I'm sure that those folks all have one common goal, which is to push forward the agenda of home ownership, because home ownership is still very affordable. Home building is still very affordable. And now is the time to strike, because if you look at what people think might happen, the economy is going to continue to to improve, which means hopefully that we'll have more higher income and you'll have more uh, employment. But don't you think this is the time? I mean, if there could have been a better time in our entire lives, I don't know when it could have been because it's never going to get as good as it is right now. I mean, do you agree with that or am I just blowing smoke here? No, I absolutely agree. In fact, rental rates are at an all-time high and interest rates and mortgages are at a historic low. That's So true. it's a perfect inflection point. Um, and we, we've just been through, a, obviously, a tough economy over the last several years. And now is the perfect time in terms of housing affordability. We just want to make sure that we can continue to deliver affordable houses into the future. Mm-hmm. And uh, that's where the skilled labor comes in and the product innovations. You know, we've had um, also a tough election that we just went through. And now that we're starting to settle down, everything's, well, you know, maybe not settle down is the right word, but people are beginning to kind of get in line and understand how this new administration is going to operate. Um, And Janet Yellen, you may be podcasting this, folks, and you may be listening to this at a different time. Today that we're actually taping it is in some the mid-February, but she'll be um, giving testimony to Congress. And we feel like the projection is for the future is, you know, rates are going to stay low. Um, You know, what's going to happen in three years, four years? Not sure. But over the next 12 to 24 months, we feel like it's still going to be a very good market, which is good for people who are are selling products, the people who are 
building homes and also people who are lending money. So I think this is the opportunity for people to step in, get in and, and kind of get their, their feet wet. Um, and there's home shows around here as well that people can go to. And, you know, they've really have exploded. Mm-hmm. What Steve is talking about locally here, there's thousands of people who are showing up to those. I did those, a couple of them back in 2008 mm-hmm. and you got us not a big crowd, mm-hmm. but now it's just, it's a, Oh, it's exploding. And do you, I'm sure that that Orlando show is not the only one that you go to. Is it Steve? Oh, not at all. I go to the American Institute for Architects show, the, the AIA show. I go to the remodeler show. I go to the, um, deck expo, the journal of light construction. I go to the Pacific coast builders conference and, san diego this year usually in um san francisco mm. so I, i'm going to a show almost every single month but the big one is the international builder show in january well if you need a somebody for that san francisco show to carry your briefcase or something <laughs> me and mark would be more than happy to make that happen well be careful what you ask for i would welcome the opportunity well that would be great well again we're coming to the end of our show so we want to thank steve kleber for coming in and sharing his insight thank you so much steve Thank you. Absolutely. And we want to thank you out there listening to The Housing Hour for coming in and being a part of our show. Please go to thehousinghour.com, share this show with friends and family, and most importantly, have a great weekend. That's The Housing Hour with Kevin Ray for today. Join Kevin and his guests each week at this time to keep up with the why and why not you need to know, so come here to find out. Also check us out at thehousinghour.com. This show is presented by Mortgage Investors Group.